Hey guys, welcome along to the Barbecue Talk Show. Back again for another week's worth of fun. So, my name is Matt, and this over here. Hello, my name is Ryan. So, let's get into the show, Matt. Let's um, yeah. talk about what we've been up to this week, because obviously we've had some great, really busy weeks. As always, um, <laughs> what have you been doing with yourself? Obviously, you've been a little bit poorly, nothing. but have you, have you had a chance to... Um, Absolutely well, nothing. I've, I've done nothing with myself because I've been recovering from my surgery, mm -hmm. which is seems a lot better. So I'm up, moving, less pain, so it's it's good. We're, we're getting there. So. Oh. What about you, mate? What have we doing? What have I been doing? I've been on a bit of a bit of a journey. I went off to see Tom from Barbecue Life UK. Um, picked up a oh, it's sort of like a blackstone hot plate thing to cook on. Uh, what yeah. I was doing that, I um tested out my meter, um, managed to mess a video up <laughs> by not having the sound working like a pillock. So um I've got a load of really good footage with no sound to it. So uh, I'll yeah. be just just scrap that and start again and do another video. But um yeah, tested the meter out, that worked really cool. Um yeah. what else did I do? Yeah, that was it. Cooked a big pork butt, which is really tasty. That's it, really. Nothing. Just work, 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 work. Uh, with the way, in it, mate? Mm, Guys, don't, don't forget our... Uh, check out the website. We've added blog posts to it. Um, Russell from the Rusty Barbecue Company has given us a, a lovely little... Um, a about a 13-episode series so far on the science of barbecue Go check it out, guys. Really good read. Um, he, he breaks down all of his, you know, his rubs, how he makes um, different tech, techniques and, and things like that. Go check that out. Go and have a read. Really good. Um, don't forget, we've got discounts on our website as well now. 15% uh, off a meter, 10% off the Rusty Barbecue Co. And we'll be adding more as they come on. Uh, we're actively looking for people to help us with uh, promotions for different stuff to give back to the community and to you guys that are watching um also we podcast as well each week um although the podcast have been a little bit hit and miss uh, with me being in recovery they've been a little bit hit and miss but hopefully they'll go back to being a normal uh, release very soon uh you'll find that everywhere you find a podcast so spotify uh apple podcasts google podcasts all of the all of the places you'd find normal one yeah so this week's guest we've got steve ray on this week haven't we we have yeah I'm really... carry on mate i'm i'm really looking forward to i can't get <laughs> i'm really eager yeah. to get out the blocks on this one I've, I've got a really good feeling about this interview i think it's gonna be a really really interesting guy to chat with he covers yeah. a, he covers a lot of subjects, so it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely, he's got an excellent podcast um, called The Owl's Nest Barbecue. He's also <coughs> got a big uh, Facebook group with the same name, so go check that out. Um, and he's got some amazing interviews as well. He's had interviews from the likes of Malcolm Reed, Jeff Rice, who we had on um, last uh, couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah. That's just a just to name a few of the names that he's had. And he's had some yeah some other some other big names on there as well. Uh, he's here to chat about his show. Oh, sorry, banging the mic around. Um, yeah, chat about his show, all things Q, 
uh, and his shop as well. So um, let's get him in and let's have a talk. Hi, Steve. How are you doing, mate? Matt and Ryan. Let me let me be the first to say, cheers, cheers to my cheers. friends, my barbecue friends in London, cheers. England. Thank is you it, very much. Is this not all the amazing? very best of you as well? This is amazing that we can oh, yeah. do this. This is amazing. Mm. The joys of the uh, the internet allows us yes. to yes. download barriers of distance. Eh? It's really good. Mark 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 Cuban had no idea what he was doing when he invented internet television. Where no, was. Now now we we're, we're sat here talking to you, well as if we we're in the same room. Like I was in the same. Let's see what do y'all what do y'all call it? the next? Uh, what do you, the next is it the flat y'all live in in apartments or what is it? What are they called? Uh, like the next home, house, home, home. home. That's an unusual yeah. word. See, we don't use home <laughs> here what in the states. <laughs> home, wow. No, we well, what, what I was, you I just you call your neighbors just, just neighbors? <laughs> neighbors. <laughs> uh, guys, Pickles has put um, Steve's YouTube link in the chat oh, if you want geez, to go Charlie. And check it out. Um, Go and give the guy a thumbs up. And if you like his stuff, give him a subscribe and ring the bell. Make sure you uh, get notified when he goes live or when he do, when he releases his content. I just I just want to say too yeah. that we are simulcasting onto my uh, uh, my Facebook page, uh, the Owls Nest Barbecue page on Facebook. So uh, we are globally covered this afternoon. Oh, there you go. From, so we're, we're all over the place from, today. Excellent. From Ottawa to London, England. Who would have ever thought? Mm, and okay. beyond. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally global. Absolutely. So, Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How long have you been cooking over flames? All the good stuff. Oh, gosh. Um, not, you know. Uh, let, me, let me see. Let me put a pencil up here. You know. Ryan, not not really that long. Seven years since I was serious about it. Seven years. Um, I'm not one of those uh, lifetime barbecue guys. Mm -hmm. I started when I, uh, I was like, we were, we were uh, discussing last night. I was watching a, a marathon of barbecue pitmasters one rainy February Sunday afternoon, and uh, I became enthralled with it. <clears throat> I had no idea that there were even a barbecue contest circuit, mm -hmm. much okay. less people cooking barbecue and talking smack. And uh, I, I just kept watching and watching and watching. I, and it was the most uh, incredible thing I'd ever seen. And I said, I've mm. got to, I want to be a part of this. And uh, that's where it was launched. It sure was, off of television. So thank you, John Marcus and Myron Mixon for getting me started, absolutely. Uh, some good people to uh, to, yeah. to look look at and yeah. uh, get inspired from, definitely. Yeah. One hundred percent true. There, I totally agree with you, mate. That's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Started watching barbecue stuff, and well, right. as as we all did, probably. Yeah. But um, you know, it was in incredible the um, the boom in barbecue that the uh, barbecue pitmasters series um, started. Uh, it was people like uh, like me, you, um, 
you know, there's the, the, the story that I tell is told by, by hundreds of people. Mm. You know, they, they just saw it on television and they want to be part of it. And, uh, yeah. and it, it's been, it's the, the great, I used to play golf and uh, I, I quit playing golf um, to take up barbecue full time. Wow. And I, and I love golf. I still love golf. But um, you can't, you obviously, you can't do both. You can't do both. So, um, no. but I'm glad, I, I'm glad I made this decision. Two very time consuming hobbies, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Golf and barbecue. See, now you, you're onto a little niche there. You could get a smoker mounted to the back of the golf caddy, <laughs> play <laughs> the golf whilst cooking your brisket. Well, uh, let's see. I, I'm trying to think if I've done that, Matt. Uh, we've uh, the the uh, chef here at the uh, club. The way we live, we live uh, not on the golf course, but right next to it. And uh, the chef at the club at the clubhouse is a, is a good friend of mine. He's a uh, fellow barbecue competitor, and uh, we've teamed mm-hmm. up on a couple events here um, in, in the neighborhood. And I'm trying to think if we we haven't done any mobile smoking yet, but uh, you know that's not a bad idea. I, I could see mm-hmm. us driving around in a little uh, uh, golf cart, pulling my little barbecue trailer. I've got a small one and uh, <laughs> selling barbecue out the back. I like that idea. You want to, you want to get one of those green mountain grills mounted to a golf caddy mm-hmm. a davy uh, crockett would fit perfect absolutely yeah, there you go that, how funny would that be imagination an absolute match made in heaven oh, if I not know. if or a, or a very good youtube video what are the two that would be the one the youtube video maybe i get yeah. some more subscribers <laughs> i'm putting my stamp on that that, that was my <laughs> idea <laughs> Yeah, let's go for it. You got the equipment. You got the hobby. Go, go and do it. I look forward to seeing it. We'll call. We'll call. Uh, we'll f- find one of the dishes and we'll call it the uh, mat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the mat. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so carry on, Ryan. I was, I was just about to step in. Okay, I didn't mean to step on your toes. I was just going to say, what what are um your favourite pits? Uh, you've obviously you must have loads of barbecues. But what what is your favourite sort of like go to pit to use on a like you get in from work you just want to cook something what what would you go and use well the, well that 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 one it would be the Green Mountain Grill the uh, Daniel Boone I've got one on my back porch of course we sell them um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm new to the pit I'm new to the uh, uh, pellet smoker um, phenomenon I just started in February I never cooked on one and um, I got one and uh, it, it, they're incredible. Uh, I can't believe the way they hold temperatures. I can't believe how fast you can get the temperatures up and uh, to sear hamburgers and steaks. Um, they're, they're, they're fantastic. That's my go-to. I keep, we, uh, we cook, I cook more at the gas station in the store more than I do at home actually, because I'm at the station so many hours. It's, um, you know, it's, it's easy to, you know, go in a half an hour early and, uh, uh, bring the smoker outside, set up the tent, um, get it started, mm-hmm. uh, prep a little chicken, um, you know, a pork butt, even a brisket, and get it on and cook it during the day. People like to come by and watch that. Uh, they'll have questions, and it's, uh, you know, it kind of makes it kind of a festive occasion. But um, my favorite thing to cook on, if I, I if somebody said, you know, you have to get rid of all your pits and you can only keep one, would be mm-hmm. my Myron Mixon 48-inch water cooker. Uh, that is, without a doubt, the 
the most impressive peaceful equipment I've, I've, I've ever smoked on. I've, I've, you know, I've, got, I've got cabinet smokers, of course, for competition. And uh, this one's, this one's, I don't have a, my, my trailer's not big enough to accommodate the Meyer Mixing 48. But um, when we uh, do big cooks at the uh, shop, uh, mm -hmm. that's my go-to. That thing runs like a Ferrari. It's, uh, it's yeah. incredible. Impressive piece of equipment. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a big old piece of a smoker, isn't it? Yeah, it weighs, it weighs well, about I've, 800. I've seen stuff, I've seen stuff weighs, about them now. I think it weighs 850 pounds. You know, I mm -hmm. do a, um, you know, I've never done a video of it. And um, you, it just sits back there. Loaded? And I should, I should get it out and do a full, you know, hey, you know, one of those, sure, uh, one of those, uh, um, you know, this is, look what I got videos. And, uh, you know, just yeah, explain yeah. it to the people. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm going to, put it out there i've not heard of i i know that myra mixon has made or has had made um smokers but i don't really know much about them so yeah i mean if you if you do a video on it i'd certainly watch it be well, interested I can, to see. i can give you the abridged version real quick matt it's a um yeah. it's a double door cabinet uh the firebox <laughs> is on the bottom and it runs all the way through mm -hmm. the cabinet the cabinet's about uh, well 48 inches long and uh you build the fire in the bottom and between the uh, fire and the um, and the racks for the meat is a is a big pan, and uh, you hook a hose to this smoker, and it's got an automatic fill on it, a ball valve, and you fill the pan up with water. And as the heat, of course, as the water as the uh, fire burns, it, it boils the water, and the yep. smoke comes up from the sides of the there's a there's holes where the smoke comes up from the sides. So as you're cooking the meat. Uh, smoking it, it's getting steam, and a lot of it, and uh, it, uh, it, you can cook at extremely high temperatures. Uh, I'll throw, you know, if, if I do, if I do four or more pork butts, I'll crank that up. It's, it's, it, it'll, it'll accommodate twenty, but I'll do four or five on it, just to get it out and play with it. And um, what sort of temperature would you run, run that at normally? Then, if you were running, is like say four pork butts, three hundred ten degrees. And, and I'll get them done. In like, I'll get them done really? in like five and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's that's the beauty of it. It's uh, you can do it, and uh, because of the water in there, mm. I mean you can you can you can flat out jam on it. You know, you, it's almost like a barbecue microwave. With, with the water, I just, in, sorry, carry on, Ryan. I would just say with the, with the water in the in the pit, does it um, make give the meat a little bit more of an intensity? intensive smoke flavor because obviously water and smoke on meat sort of keys in a bit more doesn't it it, it, it gives it a very unique flavor nothing it you can if i if you were to line up uh three pork butts in a row and you cooked one on a uh, say a gravity feed charcoal cooker and you cooked one on mm -hmm. a a green mountain grill and then you cooked one on a modern mixing water cooker i could pick out i could definitely pick out the taste on the uh, water cooker it's got a unique, okay. um, moist. The moistness is there. Um, it's got mm. a. It's got a unique, and it's it. And when I say a unique uh, flavor, it's a. It's a very good flavor. It's a. It's the the smoke seems to, have penetrated a little bit more, than on on other smokers that I've used. At least that's what I've found. It's. Uh, I haven't. Mm. I've. Uh, we've done several sales 
we do a couple times a year we'll do big big sales cook you know 60 or 70 butts and, and you know we'll sell them and um nobody had nobody's brought one back yet so they're pretty good do you do you find that you have to season more with the with the water cooker than say you know one of the other cookers with the more moisture, do you find that you know the seasoning is sort of washed off in in an in effect or no, not really, man. When I when I do my my philosophy on 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 pork butts and briskets is I don't I don't worry too much about the outside. I'm uh, you know I'm, as far as the the prep goes, I might um, I usually use maybe salt and a little pepper, and that's about it. Um, the, because you, you never, it doesn't, you know, the meat's so thick, it doesn't penetrate the meat. Uh, the flavor you get in a pork butt, at least, and a, and a brisket is through injection. So I'll inject uh, mm. heavily. And um, okay. and then I'll, I'll use rubs when I'm pulling it. That's when I will introduce the rubs to the equation. And, uh, you know, make sure, mix the meat and the rubbed and give it the flavor then. And, um, What's your sort of go-to injection then for for pork butts? Uh, butcher's barbecue pork injection. I'll mix it with apple juice. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's good flavor. And you know, I try to tell people um, the best the best pork butt I ever had was a, a fellow came to the station one time. We we cooked a small hog. He was doing a, a church function, and he he brought the hog and we we got it on the smoker, and he brought some pork butts and he injected them with this uh, mango juice concoction that he made up and he wrapped them in banana leaves and we put them on the smoker and cooked them. And, and I'm not kidding. That was the, that was the most tender, most flavorful pork butt I've ever tasted in my life. Uh, so I tell people that don't be afraid to use a citrus, uh, pineapple, mango, um, anything, orange juice. It, um, it makes yeah. it, it makes a good product. It really does. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've injected the, the, the um pineapple juice, but I've never thought about mixing rubs in it or anything like that. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's um this guy he had, I mean I there I mean there was a list of fifty ingredients he had and it worked. You know, I don't know if it would be um you know I don't know if it would hit in a contest or not, but um for the backyard and for the church groups and. Things like that. It was. It was. It was wonderful. We really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. so don't be afraid. Don't be, I mean, use anything you want. Um, you know, people are always. You know, they're always. You know, they want to. They want to cook, but then they. You know, they want to. You know, go online and. Uh, you know, look at a proven method, and uh, you know, maybe. Uh, you know, be copycats. Don't you know? Don't be copycats. You know, learn. You can learn a, a method. But uh, the flavor is what's fun about barbecue. Anybody can. Anybody can watch a, a video and set a smoker to temperature and stick it on and do a timetable, you know, do a timeline. That, and that's that's a talent, but uh, the talent is getting the flavor to it. And that's that's what I enjoy. You only, you only mess it up once. That's right. And the worst thing you can do is throw it away. You know? That's the Absolutely. Worst, that's the worst thing that can happen. Oh, I messed this one up. It's like the first two briskets in my life I did. Both of them hit the trash can. Jump. Yeah. You know? Mm. So. You're not going to be so successful. Questions in, the, uh, questions in the chat. So, uh, do you use any binder on your briskets? Do you wrap them? And also, what rub do you use? When I do when I do a brisket, my method 
the night before I trim the brisket and uh, I'll put it in a, uh, a full a full aluminum pan and I hit it with a good a good coat of um, either sea salt or kosher salt on both sides and I leave it open in the pan in the refrigerator uh, the next morning when I get up get it ready to put it in the smoker I hit it with a uh, layer of butcher barbecue steak and brisket rub and then I hook it I hook it with another yeah that's what's that okay. Uncle Steve's oh, in the chat. Uncle Steve, or whatever you know, whatever you, whatever's handy. Okay, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> I'll I'll hit it with a uh, a, a mixture of salt and pepper, and then I'll cook it. I, I cook it usually at two hundred eighty five degrees um, for a for a go to uh, temperature that's you know I, I maintain usually two eighty five, and um, I cook it up to one hundred sixty five degrees, and I always keep my measurements in the point. I don't worry about the flat, uh, you know, I don't take multiple measurements. Uh, I have found that the flat will follow the point. Um, so just worry about that point temperature. And at 165, I wrap it, and then I'll crank that smoker up to 300, 310 degrees and uh, finish it off. Now wrap in foil, I don't, I don't wrap in a uh, butcher paper. And, uh, and I always cook fat side up. And, uh, mm -hmm. And I and, the, and when I hit when it hits two ten in the point, I pull it, and depending on how long I let, I let it rest, at least an hour. But depending on how long, you know, what I'm cooking for, who I'm cooking for, you know, I've, I've left them in coolers, you know, five six hours, and uh, you know they just get the longer they're in that cooler, the it seems like the better they taste, up to a point, you know, while they're warm. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, that that's my method, and uh, it, it's been pretty successful. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Okay. It's been, uh, you know, it's been really, you know, successful, really good. You've had some big, big names on, some, some big guests. Where did the name The Owl's Nest come from? In, in our area, I live in a little community called Ultawa. It's spelled O O L T E W A H. And it's an Indian word, and it means place of the owl, owl's roost. And okay. uh, the, the local high school or the Udawa owls, it's the uh, kind of the trademark of our of our community. And when uh, my friends and I were getting together, forming a team, we were bouncing around names. And I said, how about owl's nest? Because the, the literal meaning of Udawa. And uh, everybody said, yeah, that's it. And uh, so it just stuck, and we've, um, we've stuck with that name. It's been um, it's been real successful for us. Everybody, of course, around here, everybody loves the name. But but um, it's uh, it's done well. It's it's a, it's a good name. It's a good name. Mm. That's how that's, that's how it happened. It wasn't uh, um, you know nothing nothing weird or anything. But uh, yeah, and it's and people are into owls. I don't know, I don't know over in the UK, but here in the United States, owls are a very it's a they're a very collectible item. People bring me people bring me owls. Four or five times a year, somebody will drop off an owl. I've got quite a collection. I ought to put it up in the, my studio. I think I will. Um, yeah. Put it up on a shelf. I, I got about I've got about twenty owls. And, uh, oh, well. Yeah, you know, I don't know what that means, but you know, so what? <laughs> so what? Yeah, it's, it's cool. a lot. A lot of people do collect yeah. owls. You know, over in the UK, they I wouldn't say they're common in the UK, but they're certainly around. 
yeah um nice nice looking creatures to be honest um <laughs> they are they are, i think they're beautiful we get we get barn out have you ever seen a barn out you get them over in um i've seen pictures i've never seen a real one it says that you, we've, there's an owl that lives in my neighborhood in the morning you can hear it but i've never seen it uh, they tell me that the owl is like the lion of the forest they're the most feared raptor i mean more so than the eagle and a hawk is the the owls the uh the, the king daddy of the uh, of the forest. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll take their word for it. <laughs> I'd like to see Cook is watching on uh, on Facebook. He he asks how how do you season an owl? <laughs> I don't think you better kill. I think if you killed one of those things, you'd get quite a crowd, but it'd be the wrong crowd. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be inviting the judge to your next barbecue. I think. Definitely. <laughs> So, uh, okay. Uncle Steve says he thinks that owls are the uh, either a sign of good luck or wisdom. Uh, the I've heard the wisdom. I don't know about the good luck part. You know, the mm -hmm. wise old owl, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say the wise old owl. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's all kinds of good videos of owls on on YouTube and stuff. There's a, uh, you know, them capturing animals. Their 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 talons are huge. I mean, they're yeah. they're deadly. Um, they could pull pick up a small child. And, <laughs> so your podcast's been running for for a while and it's since, since march uh, right? the, the the podcast uh, yeah now my show I've, I've been over it's been um my barbecue show has been over two years on uh, that, mm -hmm. I've, that i've been doing it live but you know before i did uh before i did that i did a uh, an automotive show here in chattanooga uh, mm -hmm. on, on regular radio for, I did that for 20 years. Uh, people would call in. Have y'all ever heard of, y'all ever heard of click and clack over there? You know who those guys are? No. Okay. There, there, there were two guys that, um, they're brothers. Um, people, they would do, um, uh, they were automatic, they were mechanics and people would call in and go, Hey, you know, like, the, like on my show, they go, Hey Steve, you know, my check engine lights on my engine's got a miss. What do you think it might be? And, uh, we'd tell them what we thought it might be. And um, I, I did that a long, long time. And um, the last couple of years I did it, I simulcasted um, the the, uh, the show onto Facebook. <clears throat> and so mm -hmm. I was getting more customers. And I do it for advertising. That's why I do my show is for advertising of my <coughs> business and my, uh, my, my barbecue business. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I was getting more customers from the Facebook feed than I was from the radio feed. Mm -hmm. And I was having to pay for the radio feed. And um, so I'm thinking, well, you know, why am I paying? Because, um, you know, because I'm getting more of my customers from my free platform than I am from my paid platform. So I just stopped Facebook. doing the radio and just kept doing on the internet. It definitely seems to be the, the place to do sort of live shows, talk shows, things like that. You, you definitely get a lot of almost opportunist um, views. People just scrolling mm -hmm. through their feed and, you know, you appear um, similar interests. It seems a lot more set up for this kind of, um, you know, whole platform. Whereas, you know, YouTube is very much pre-recorded videos. Although they're trying to ask you to do, you know, more and more live videos, they're not really giving much in the way of help to to bring your viewer rating in for, for YouTube. Yeah, um, the um, you see that right. our views are on Facebook. The uh, what we 
the, the thing what I do mostly it doesn't it doesn't seem to play well on YouTube although I, I I post every show to you I've got a YouTube channel I post every show to it um, yeah because you never know you know it may it may one day you know somebody may look at Al's Nest Barbecue's YouTube page and it may explode you know but um, yeah um, you, you're right man it's uh, Facebook I wish you know, you know if I had my wishes I wish Facebook would have a better um, way to monitor chat. Um, you yeah. know, YouTube has got a great a great format, and they don't people don't use it as much. And then Facebook has got the most people using it, and has the worst yeah. you know the worst chat. But I think I think um, I think they're trying to drive everybody to their uh, to their platform, their chat, their uh, um, you know live stream platform. They're, they're certainly moving in the right direction. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm, a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Facebook fan, and I'm a big Mark Zuckerberg fan. Um, you know, mm. a couple of years ago they were dragging him through the uh, through the coals over here, making him testify, you know, in Congress, and uh, mm. you know, a lot of those guys didn't understand. Uh, one of the senators said, you know, how do you make money? It's free. And he didn't understand, you know, and he didn't understand why Mark Zuckerberg's a billionaire. And, and I thought that was pretty telling of ignorance on that senator's part. Um, I, you know, I personally think that uh, they ought to hang a medal around Mark Zuckerberg's neck because um, what he's done for small people like myself, small business people, giving us a platform to get our message out, uh, to, to pinpoint an audience. Uh, you know, for for a hundred dollars, I can buy an ad on Facebook, and it'll reach fifteen thousand people, and I can pinpoint those people by ages, uh, demographic, uh, race, uh, income, and and uh, it's a it's an amazing platform for advertising, and uh, mm -hmm. you know what he and you know used to used to advertising used to have to call the newspaper they send a salesman out they have to take it the copy back get it approved and put it in the paper it took you know six or seven days to get a newspaper ad in the paper and now you just you just flip the switch and you, you're talking to people so i, I love it i think it's great big fan so you've had some some, some big names on the show yeah. um Who's been your most favorite to interview or what, what's been the most memorable interview that you've done? I'm not going to ask you to pick who your favorite person was. <laughs> what was the most memorable, memorable, um, oh, gosh. Interview? um, Oh God, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think the, um, I'm trying to think of all the people all the big names I've had on. I, you know, a couple months ago, I had Malcolm, Malcolm Reed on and his wife and uh, Rochelle. And uh, she doesn't, she doesn't do a lot of interviews with him for other people. And I was really, um, I was flattered that she would come on and uh, with Malcolm. And uh, she is a, she's a very intelligent person and um, very interesting. And you know, they, you know the old saying, but behind every great man is a great woman. Well, I can mm -hmm. see why Malcolm is so successful now because uh, Rochelle is, uh, she is very savvy in marketing. And um, 
I really enjoyed that interview. I like, you know, sitting down with a husband and wife that have uh, gone through it together, you know, knowing mm -hmm. that, you know, my wife and I have been through good times and bad times together. Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel what he's going through. And uh, that was a, that was a good interview. I thought it was, a, they were very forthcoming and uh, they talked about their relationship a little bit. And uh, that was, that was a good one. That was going cool. And anytime I talk with uh, David Bosca, it's always, it's always a lot of fun. Um, I'll tell you the easiest interview you'll ever do is uh, if you get Lene Oxley a, a loop on, um, all you have to do is open the mic and say, good evening, Lene, and just sit back. And, and she, she will talk. <laughs> she will talk straight. And, 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 I, and I mean, it's not talk either. She's a very interesting person. And uh, you, if you could ever get her on, she's, she's great. She's fantastic. She was a lot of fun. So, sound like a man that we need to pick your little black book of uh, contacts from there. <laughs> I got a good one. I got a good one. Not as good as some. Uh, there's others that got better ones, but I got a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. There's a few numbers I got. So um, here's another question for you. So what, what made you actually jump from Facebook over to um, your, your podcast? What, what was the actual thinking behind it? Because obviously you said your, your Facebook was a advertising medium and things like that. What, what made you take the plunge into podcasting? What? Um, I, it was something that I, I wasn't doing. And, and, I, and I was sitting there, I was listening. I was listening to a barbecue show one time in my car, listening to a podcast where I was driving <laughs> to Knoxville. And I thought, and I thought, why don't, why don't I do this? I've got, I've got the equipment. I mean, it's, it's easy to do. And I said, you know, that's just another format I, I'm, I'm missing. And uh, so that week, that's when that in March, that's when I decided, uh, I'm going to do it. I didn't, I, every time after, every night after the show, um, you know, I'll post this one. Um, every, when I, you know, do any show I do, I, I just post it to uh, YouTube and then I mm -hmm. post it uh, to uh, Spotify and then they, then they, you know, beam it out to the other platforms. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not, I'm not getting a whole lot of listens, but there's a few people that listen to it. And, uh, you know, it's a, uh, yeah. If somebody enjoys it, I know I love, I love when I mow grass and do yard work, that's what I listen to or, or barbecue shows. And there's so many, you know, there's so many good ones out there. Gosh, you've got, uh, mm. uh, of course, Greg Rempies is the best. You've got Kevin uh, Sandridge, Barbecue Beat. Uh, the fellow, the barbecue joints, uh, I forgot, I forgot his name. His are great. Uh, you got, well, uh, Lendl. I mean, there's just so many guys out there with so much knowledge mm -hmm. and, uh, they're really good. They're really good at what they do. And, uh, and, uh, I enjoy listening to them. And if somebody wants to listen to me and enjoy it, you know, let them have it. And they might come in and, and being local, they might come in and buy something, you know, at the store. Absolutely. So I heard your podcast. I want That's to that's a, a, a good thing. Let's 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 talk about your store. So, how long have you how long have you been how, how long have you had your store open? Uh, what started you? What what made you decide that you know what I want to open a barbecue store? Uh, it'll be two years in February that we've had the store open. Um, uh, three years ago, we had a, a a tremendous fire at the gas station, and um, and I mean this was a this was a big big fire. It was in our back garage, and it was also in the room where my store is. And when the firemen put the, the, the garage fire out, they came through the front doors of that room where my store is now. 
And uh, of course, that store was ruined. That room was ruined. And um, but before the fire, I had set up a little corner. It used to be our sales room. And I set up a little corner, and I had and and I put up some shelves, and I called David Boskin. I said, David, I said, um, can I buy some product from you and, and sell it? I've got an idea. He goes, yeah, and he helped me, and um, and it was selling pretty good. I mean, it, you know, it not like it is now, but it was, you know, it was gaining some momentum. And so when they were doing the reconstruction after the fire, I said, I'm going to just turn this whole room into a barbecue shop. Um, I've got the space. There's no rent. Um, and and it, it wasn't, you know, as far as a capital investment, it's, you know, when you've already got the property, there's not really, you know, it's a little bit, but it's not, it's not crazy money. And, um, mm -hmm. And that's what I did. That was uh, two years ago in February. And it has grown and uh, we've almost outgrown it now. So, it's obviously, dude, it's something right, that's for sure. You're a gas station and a barbecue shop. Yeah, I've been, so I've been at the gas station 37 years. So, I mean, that's, I opened up that gas station in 1983. On Christmas Eve, I was 23 years old. Can you imagine that? Wow. Christmas Eve, you're opening up a business, you're 23 years old. I, when I was 23, I tell you what, I didn't even know what direction I wanted to go in properly. <laughs> I didn't even know what arm it was under. And, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a ride. It's been quite a ride. Mm. It's the only job but, I've ever had. <laughs> What sort of stuff you've got in your shop? What sort of products have you got? What do you stock? What do you sell? Oh gosh, we got um, <clears throat> oh, all the biggies: um, suckle busters, uh, butcher barbecue, uh, meat church, hot watch you, swamp boys, uh, sweet smoke you, uh, Heath Riles, Killer Hogs, Malcolm Reed, um, Swine Life. Uh, code three. I try not to leave anybody out. Um, sassy <laughs> barbecue. Uh, she's from Florida. Um, uh, I, 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 I know I'm forgetting some people. Uh, Myron Mixon. I've got a huge Myron Mixon selection. Um, mm -hmm. I said, hot watch you. It was a Byron, Byron, uh, bad Byron's butt rub. We just picked that up recently. Uh, that's, that's been a good seller for us. Um, a lot of sauce. Everybody, I, everybody I have, I buy their, I get their rubs and the sauces, uh, so you can compare them. Um, there's a fellow out of Memphis. It's the Memphis. Um, oh gosh, it's it's a little company, but his stuff is really good. Um, it sells well. Uh, it's got a unique taste to it, and um, uh, I, I got a little sampling bar where people can come in and everything that I sell, it, it's out and open. They can you know get a taste of it, and I, and I tell them to be careful too, though, fellas, because a lot of times. Uh, you'll you'll taste a rub, and um, you'll like it, but it tastes different when you when you cook with it. And, uh, and unfortunately, there's no other you know there's no other way to to judge whether you're going to like it or not except to taste it. And one example, we've got a rub that's uh, made by a company here in Chattanooga, and uh, it's a very uh, a very strong rub. It probably has more ingredients than any. Um, uh, it's called Lucius the King rub. Uh, it was made by a pit master in Chattanooga back in the early 70s. And uh, it's got, 
Uh, gosh, the list of ingredients is incredible. And if you just taste it right out of the bag, you go, ugh, this is a strange tasting concoction. But mm -hmm. when you put it on chicken, especially chicken, it is, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful taste. So, you know, I try to, you know, I try to tell people, you know, be careful. Uh, you know, uh, it, it could be different. You know, you try to, you know, guide them in the right way. And of course, I, uh, you know, they'll ask me what my, everybody always asks me, what's my favorite rub? What's my favorite rub? And, um, and I, you know, I try to, I try not to, uh, you know, I try not to be prejudicial and say, you know, you, you need this. I say, go back here and taste them all. You know, get your favorite yeah. rub, not my favorite rub. And uh, yeah. people like to come in here and spend time. That's what I, that's what I like about it. And in, in, a, in a service station, you know, people come in and they're not, they're not happy. They're, they're, they're stressed out because the car's broke or they're buying something like tires. You know, who the heck wants to buy tires? You know, that's not a fun thing. And, uh, but the, uh, the barbecue, uh, store is fun. It, it gave it, it's given a whole new, a whole new light to our business. And people are happy mm -hmm. to come in here. I like to spend money, spend time and, uh, mm -hmm. I like to talk barbecue. And that's, of course, that's what I like to do too. Do you get many people come in for, um, sort of service on their cars and then go into the barbecue shop, spend money in the shop or do you, I guess the other thing is, do you find that you get more return customers in the, uh, in, in the car part because of the barbecue shop being there? Uh, I know I, I that's a good question. I, I have my car service <laughs> if there was a barbecue shop next to it. <laughs> I, I have people that, um, uh, I've had people come into the barbecue store that didn't know we were a gas station. You know, people are strange. You fellas, I, I'm telling you. Matt and Ryan, I've been there 37 years, and I still have people that come by and say, oh, I didn't know you fixed cars. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you think of all the thousands of dollars you've spent on advertising, <laughs> and, and, you know, somebody knows, you know, I didn't know you fixed the tires. And, you know, they came in for the barbecue store. They saw barbecue out on the front lawn. And uh, I picked up a couple gas station customers from people that come into the uh, barbecue shop and vice versa. And I've got people that... Um, you know, some people come in and uh, they'll, they'll sit down like they're going to wait down with their car service. They'll, they'll run over there and they'll look around and uh, I'll see them on the cell phone and they're telling their friends about it and they'll buy something. And some people, you know, I say, you can go in there and look around if you want to. And they go, nah, I'm not interested. So, you know, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. I, I know I'd certainly be in uh, every week saying, can you check my tire? Um, <laughs> Or, you know, um, it's making a funny noise again <laughs> just to get it in the barbecue shop. There was a fellow that drove up from a, a town in North Georgia called, it's Dalton, Georgia. It's about 30 miles from Udawan. He dropped up. He drove up today and uh, he, dropped a, he dropped a pretty good uh, amount of money with us. And uh, he said, man, I wish we had one of these things in Dalton. And uh, he goes, matter of fact, he goes, I wish there was another one closer. He said, there's just... I said, I know, that's why I opened it. I said, there's no, we don't have anything like this. And there's not, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the closest thing to us is, uh, is a good friend of mine who runs the Ace Hardware, a hardware store about 10 miles from me. They've got a pretty good selection. And between the two of us, we're about the only, you know, the only place people can go for a good selection. I mean, you go to the grocery store and, you know, get that, you know, get that stuff. But that's what, that's what we've been having to get for years, you know, just, you know, whatever we get online or whatever we, we sat, we settle for 
at the uh, grocery store. And that's what I did. You know, I didn't like settling for, uh, you know, um, uh, um, a Montreal steak rub all the time. I wanted something different. And uh, mm -hmm. you can get it in my place. That, that sort of leads me on to a, another sort of question that is a little bit further down. But as, as we were on the subject, um, have you noticed sort of any sort of relationship between the type of cookers people are buying and also the type of rubs people are using as well? So like you get the, the pellet sort of pe the people who use pellet cookers and stuff like that. Do they go for a particular sort of plate favorite, put my tongue back in, flavor profile or... um you think sort of like the the techie guys uh, they sort of like j j sort of like get the question up and say um and I, so basically the flavor profiles of the rubs you think they're related to the type of people that use the type of cookers um ryan it's not so much the the rubs it's the pellets um mm. i was amazed at the the questions about pellets that we get um i didn't i didn't realize that was such a a thing with these people um you know when i when i first got mine you know i got oak pellets i'm an, I'm an oak guy that's what i use mm -hmm. i use oak that's that's just what i use and yeah. um but uh you know people would come in have you got peach pellets uh, no uh i like peach pellets okay uh i like apple pellets i like cherry uh <laughs> you know i like to i like to combine my pellets um all, and, and the questions of um, flavors of pellets, um, quality of pellets, they're, they're worried about the quality of pellets. Um, uh, and what the most unusual question I get asked is how much do these things burn? Um, you know, how long do the pellets last? And, and you know, that, that's... To me, it's obvious, you know, if you cook at 180 degrees, they'll last a long time. If you cook at 450 degrees, you're not going to get much gas mileage out of those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the hotter you cook, the, the, the quicker they're going to burn. Um, but um, and I, but, I, but it, it, it was surprising to me because, uh, you know, it's, it was like, they're, you know, they're not expensive. Pellets, you know, they're not, they're not, they don't break the bank. I think the, mm -hmm. I've got, you know, a, a 35 pound bag is 34.95 and, um, you know, buck a pound, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, who, who cares how much you burn, <laughs> you know, just throw some more in there. Um, I, I just thought that, that that was what the, what really puzzled me. And I, and I still grapple with trying to answer people when they, when they ask me that, um, you know, the, the, and I just, I just tell them, you know, it depends on you. You know how, how how hot you want to cook it, and uh, if you're going to be searing steaks, you can all day. You can watch that pellet hopper. You know you can watch them go down. If you're going to cook at 220 degrees all day, you'll you won't have to add pellets to it. So mm -hmm. that was kind of the the thing that I was amazed at. As far as the as far as the flavor profile, um, they they don't. Uh, there's nothing I there's nothing I've seen in common yet. They uh, it's uh it's hard to get it's hard to if you're if you're new to the store it's hard to wrap your head around so many different uh selections um you know that's the first thing they have to deal with like uh you know the gosh there's too much to pick from and um 
and then you know, I kind of got it. Well, you know, what do you like? You like hot? You know, no, I don't like hot. Okay, then you don't want that. Uh, this is a good hot one. This is a good not so hot. This is a good in between. And there again, you know, the sampling, uh, the sampling area really comes in handy. Uh, yeah. If I can just if I can just get them back there, and touching it and and you know mixing their own, you know they'll they'll buy off. If I can just get them to do, to do something hands on, and, uh, and and that's why we do, that's why we have it back there. Mm-hmm. Pickles wants to know if you have any any plans to expand your barbecue business. Uh, I, as far as another location, I don't. Um, I've got a little bit of property behind me. I could build another. I could build a, a bigger store on. Um, I was kind of back. I was back in the back uh, when we got. Um, we had twenty uh, Green Mountain Grills delivered today, and I was back there putting those up. And I was kind of looking, you know, just supposing what I could do, just kind of looking at it. That's probably what I would do if I if it, if it came down to it, I'd, I'd add on, just add on to where I am right now, because I've got I've got mm-hmm. plenty of space in the back. Um, I, you know, I hope it got bigger. I hope it gets bigger. I like work to, I, you know, the, the, the thing I like about it is <clears throat> the people you deal with, the, the people that I've dealt with so far, uh, 90, 90% of them are very professional where you, the people that you buy the rubs and the sauces and the, uh, items from, they're very, very professional. And, um, and I like that they re- they respect your time. And, uh, and I respect their time, and um, it's we've had we've had real good relations. I haven't had a, uh, I have not had a, a bad business dealing yet, on the uh, barbecue side, so that that's kind of nice. Everybody's on the, seems like everybody's on the same page, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I do like that part. Yeah, fair enough. So you've done, um, or you've got into the competition cooking scene, haven't you, a little mm-hmm. bit? Um, what's been your best call and can you walk us through some of the process that you've done for your cooks? Yeah, our best, our best finish was, um, three years ago in, in down in, um, a little, a little town called Calhoun, Georgia. Uh, we finished sixth overall in a KCBS contest. It was, you know, they had some pretty big, pretty big teams in it. And we were, well, that was, uh, we were, we were thrilled, I, thrilled to death, thrilled to death, fellas, because we were, you, we were in the mix, and when they were calling the names, I, I can I can I can feel the excitement that every that a lot of these guys feel every weekend, and uh, you know we're figuring out you know like, you know I, I told my partner I said damn we're I said we're in this you know we're we're in the mix, and that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, the the process I've got a um, I went to a uh, barbecue school, I've been to David Bosca's school, I've been to uh, Rub Bagby school, and I've been to Donnie Bray's school. Um, I take kind of a, I kind of, you know, pick things from each one that I like, uh, follow Donnie Bray's timeline. Uh, his timeline is pretty exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I follow, uh, a lot of David Bosca's seasonings. Um, I try to, I try to, I try to channel Rub Bagby's attitude. That's the best thing about Rub the Swamp Boys is his attitude. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's a fantastic, fantastic teacher. And uh, he makes the, honest to God, he makes the best prime rib I've ever put in my mouth. Uh, it is incredible, the prime rib that he makes. Um, I've got, you know, I've got a book, uh, like everybody else does, and I've got a, a time chain that we use. Uh, I've got my ingredients all. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty efficient about it. Uh, you know, I bring, you know, i got a checklist. 
I've got a, you know, we got a trailer and, uh, I, I like competing. I miss, I miss competing a whole lot. Um, the last couple of years, we haven't been able to do it a lot. Uh, business has been good and it's tough to get away, uh, especially this year. And, uh, we, we do a lot of local contests too. They're a lot of fun, but I treat the local contest just like I would, a a KCBS event. You know, I, when I go there, we, we have a good time, but I'm, um, I'm a little, I'm a little, probably a little too competitive by nature. Um, yeah. you know, I like to, I like to win. I, I'm not a good loser. I, I'll be the first to tell you. I've, uh, <laughs> I've broken my share of thermopans, throwing them up against the wall. <laughs> you know, it's, it, uh, you know, when I played, when I played tennis, I had a, uh, a tennis racket that had more airtime than Lindbergh on it. You know, I'm just not a good loser. So <laughs> I've thrown a golf club on, um, mm. and, um, uh, but I like the competition. Yeah, I would, if, if I could, honest to God, if I could, I would cook a barbecue contest every weekend. If I could do like um, a lot of those bigger teams do, you know, do 50 or 40, 50 contests a year, I, I would do it. I love the people that are there. Um, I love the competition. I love the adrenaline rush you get when you start turning in at 12 and you're, you know, going to uh, 1.30. You know, it's just one right after the other. I, I love that feeling. And, um, yeah. And it's uh, it's a great feeling. It's a it's a great it's a great sport. It can be a family sport if you want it to be. And um, yeah, I encourage people that you can do it with your family. And uh, a lot of a lot of teams do. They sure do. Excellent. What sort of thing do you you cook on um, when you're doing your competitions? Have you got a, a proper competition rig or? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I've got a. Uh, uh, it's a uh, thirty about a. Uh, Trying to think how big my trailer is, because I had a I had a real big one and it was too big. I bought this. I think it's um, I think mine's a fourteen foot. Well, from from the from the front of the from the front of the the toe, uh, where you put the hitch on to the back, it's about thirty two feet. It's got a, a little porch on it. Um, the inside is you know I've got it set up for for the contest stuff. Um, and I I cook I cook on a uh, I take two cookers to every contest. I I cook on a um, a uh, Southern Q um, gravity feed made by uh, Scott Smith down in uh, just north of Atlanta. He makes a real good cabinet smoker um, of a gravity feed. Uh, holds temperature perfect. It's 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 a just a, it's a wonderful machine. And I take my I've got a pit barrel cooker. I use it to cook my ribs on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pit barrel cooker is uh, it's a wonderful. Uh, a tool for ribs. It's a, it's a rib cooking machine. And those are the only two cookers I take. And that's the only two I need. Because, you know, you don't, get, you don't cook very much. You know, a contest. I'm going to try if I, if I can, if I can, if I can do, um, if, I can, if I can do some more contests next year, I'm going to, I'm going to move a, a green, uh, a green mountain grill into the equation. I know Jim Elzer, uh, Sweet Smoke Q down in Florida, he uses a green mountain grill, and I know he does it for this chicken. And he scores mm. really. He scores really well with it. So, uh, and I, uh, it it does cook chicken really good. So I might move it into the equation. Get a get get a little Daniel Boone and put it on there. But um, uh, you know, some people bring big cookers. You know, some people bring big old you know big old pits to the contest. Some people just bring little ones, like I do. Um, the the pit that I use, the uh, Gravity Flow, it'll, it'll hold. Um, I think you can cook. Let's see, it's got three shells. I think you cook nine, nine pork butts on it if you're just cooking pork butts. Of course, you don't cook nine for a contest, but uh, 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's how small it is. It's just, it's not a big cook. Pickles wants to know if you've had any ideas of hosting a barbecue competition in your town. Oh, I've done it a million times. We have a, we yeah. have a little area, yeah. Uh, we've done a bunch. We've got a, we got one contest. It's an annual event. It's called the Lamar Johnson Classic. It enter, it uh, honors a, uh, it, it, I, I, I put it together to honor uh, African-American uh, pitmasters that came before us uh, because those guys mm -hmm. are the ones that really, um, you know, they developed the, the techniques and um, and developed the food taste and developed the uh, barbecue that you know, we call American barbecue now. And uh, they've been very they've been very successful, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we do we do uh, we do one in the spring uh, where we where the teams have to sell barbecue and then they then we have a little competition set up. So uh, we're we're no strangers to competition organization here. Um, I got a couple of buddies that helped me and the turnouts are just, they're, they're, in, they're insane. The turnouts are insane. A couple of years ago, we had, um, Mike, uh, Mike McLeod from the world food championships, um, gave us, um, we did a, a steak competition and a barbecue competition and it was sanctioned by the world food championship. So the winner of the steak championship and the, barbecue championship got golden tickets to the world food championships mm -hmm. and Mike and his staff came down and ran the uh, judging and the award ceremony for us. Now, I, I don't know if you know Mike or, or much about the world food championships, but that's like having, um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. That'd be like having Nick Faldo come out to your house and give you golf lessons. For, for, you know, for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You know, pretty good golfer. Yeah, it's pretty serious stuff. Yeah, pretty though. serious golfer. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's what it's like when, when, when Mike and his staff show up. It's, uh, they're big, they're big time. And uh, we, we were just uh, thrilled to death to have them. That was our, that was probably the biggest, the best one. That place was packed. I mean, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't start people with a stick. You couldn't fit a credit card between people. They were elbow to elbow. <laughs> yeah, so they're fun. They're fun. They're fun. We're working on a little. We're working on a little one right now for the neighborhood. We're going to do a little food contest here in our neighborhood on the seventeenth of October. So mm. I, I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy. Doing it. I wish I had more time uh, to do some more, but um, but right now at this point, at this point in my career, it's uh, it's it's an it's a it's a creative outlet for me. Everybody's yeah. got a little creative side, and that's all I like to do. So, we all have bloopers. Um, we want to know what your biggest or funniest blooper has been. Um, on the show? Yeah, well, oh, the, on the on, on my oh, that's easy. That that's easy. I had the first. Oh gosh, the first. Um, uh, let's see. It was in the first six months. That I was doing the show, and I mean, it was a every week. It was a freaking disaster. I forgot to turn a button. You know, you, you know when you when you sit down in these in this studio, it's uh there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, yeah, and it's 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 easy to forget. And I was not and I was not a, a tech guy, and so I was mm -hmm. trying to you know push buttons and get things set up, and uh, and I and I landed um, Brad Leiner. 
uh, as a guest, and he's a, uh, you, I'm sure you've heard of Brad, and um, he he's he's a, a a barbecue cooking machine, a restaurant owner, great and a great great guy, and mm -hmm. I had Brad on, <laughs> and the uh, first, uh, I guess the first 20 minutes of the interview, you couldn't hear us because I didn't have the volume turned up. Oh man, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm uh, sure, and I'm sure, and when, when I found out, I went, oh, crap. You know, I said, hey, you know, Brad, you know, you know that's, uh, I, you know, we, you, I can hear you now. We can hear you now, Brad. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was that was pretty embarrassing. That was pretty embarrassing. And then to have, you know, a guy like him on, then people couldn't hear him. Because it's, it's hard for me. I don't, I've got a friend, when I do my show, I've got a friend at, at his house, Jeff. He monitors the chat and kind of engages people. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't do that because you can't read Facebook's chat. And there's a, there's a way to bring chat into the program that I use, but then, then you can't see the screen. So it's, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a constant battle with it. And yeah. uh, so people were, people were saying we can't hear you, but I wasn't seeing them say that. So finally, somebody texted me. One of my buddies texted me on my phone, and I do see that. And that's when I said, that's when I said, ho, 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 ho. And it was just, I mean, you know, it felt, I mean, it was, it was as simple as doing this. And uh, to make this sound yeah. come on. That, yeah. that was the biggest, that was the biggest blooper. I'm sure if you asked, I'm sure if you asked other people, they could probably, they probably have a list as long as your arm about all my on, on air bloopers. <laughs> but that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one I remember. Another question, another question from Pickles. Um, he wants to know what your favorite holiday foods are with uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving coming up. Oh gosh, turkey! Um, I love turkey. I'm a turkey guy. I've always liked turkey. Um, yeah. Nothing about them. turkey gravy and mashed potatoes and gravy. It's pretty simple stuff. And and, um, and for the bread, I like on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I like the croissant rolls. Not biscuits or anything. I just like I like those croissants, and that's about the only time I eat them. Um, but that's that's what I want. That's what it, you know. You know what do you want? I want turkey. I want mashed potatoes. I don't want dressing because it hurts my stomach. And I want croissant rolls with gravy. You know that's, that's what I want. And don't mess it up. You know, that's all. <laughs> you know don't mess this up. Do it don't right. It <laughs> but I can't eat I can't eat dressing or stuffing because it did. For some reason, it's, it has always hurt my tummy, and uh, yeah, I, good. who knows why? But I don't know. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's that's good food there. That's real good food. Daddy Dutch wants to uh, say thank you for coming on the show last night. Um, did an awesome job. Oh, yeah, uh, thank you for coming on. CJ and Daddy Dutch, thanks for having me. I had a good time. You know, we were on the air. That show runs like seventeen hours. <laughs> you know, I, I said what are we on a jerry lewis telethon here are we are we ever going to quit talking <laughs> you know you know and then and then people are and i didn't know this on um they give they give people money on youtube have you seen that do you understand that yeah. i don't they, uh, i don't understand it they run a super chat on uh yeah on the, yeah and uh, the, uh yeah. And, and, and every every now and then CJ would go, oh, thank you, you know, thank you. And uh and there's people throwing money at him. And I told yeah. him I said, I feel like a stripper. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> 
I mean, we, we, we've got a PayPal link. If you if you want to support us, you know, there's a little PayPal link yeah. up there somewhere. <laughs> Send us some donations. I'm thinking about starting a GoFundMe page. <laughs> you know, yeah, the barbecue show GoFundMe yeah. page. I told somebody yeah. last night. You know, when they were we were talking about subscribers, and apparently, um, I didn't I didn't know this either. See, it's it's good to talk with you young people. I get I get a lot of the the inside dope when I talk to young people. And uh, they were talking about subscribers and, and people, people, they, they play their videos uh, for YouTube a lot just to get view counts for YouTube mm-hmm. to monitor. I mean, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and we were talking about buying subscribers and they said, yeah, people do that. And, um, and I said, well, I've got 247 subscribers. And so with the money I've spent on equipment and broadcasting, I've got, I'm paying about $1,500 a subscriber right now. So I need more subscribers. You know, I'm paying for them. I'm just not giving it to them. Yeah. You know, but I need, I need some more subscribers. So if everybody in Europe would, would uh, you know, pony up, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a group over there's a, um, there's a fellow over there in Austria. Uh, you may know who I'm talking about. They, they've got a Facebook page, the Austria, or, um, uh, it's, a, it's a KCBS group over there. And um, right. if, if you guys are listening, because I'm, I'm on your time finally, um, I, you know, I'm always trying to get them to listen to my show. And they go, sorry, it's, you know, it's one o'clock in the morning here. We're not going to do it. <laughs> so, uh, so if you guys are up and uh, watching, you know, hit that subscribe link. Ring that bell, as everybody says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get that thing ring, going. Ring the bell. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we're we're just trying we're 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 trying to hunt down that thousand mark so we can bring in the super chats that Daddy Duck have got. (laughs) It is is beyond my comprehension of somebody giving me twenty five dollars to be on YouTube. I just it I cannot I just cannot wrap my brain around that. But apparently I'm the only one. And apparently these guys a lot of these guys live on that money. So it's it's just hilarious. It's you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, who thinks of these things? It's, it's, you know, somebody is, you know, when you, when you hear about stuff like that, I just feel so dumb. I, I do. I say, you know, these guys, there are so many sharp people in the world and they figure out these things. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, why, yeah. could, why couldn't I have been born with that kind of gray matter? It's just amazing. You know, but it's not you say just people just want to see him get wasted on super shots. So, <laughs> that's, that yeah. that, I, I think if you if you if you drink they give you money if they they'll give you money to drink and they want to see how drunk you can yeah. get on a show good grief that's a... <laughs> I, I i can't work out what the pen flip is i i it, it happens all the time and i don't know what the pen flips about the pen flip. i must have when they explain it <laughs> We've, we've got um we've got Kent in the chat if he wants to come. I'm on sure he'll explain in a minute for me. Yeah, all yeah. down, I'm sure. Yeah. So the last question from us is one that we ask all of our guests that come on. Uh, top three music albums, but we're a little bit flexible. Maybe you can do top three music artists if if you want or songs. Completely up to you. Oh, I can do that. Um. Number one, John Prine, Sweet Revenge. Okay. Um, 
much there. Number two, John Prine. I'll think of it, man. It's a John. It's a John Prine album, and um, man, number three. It's been so long. It's been so long since I've listened to albums. I've always I've been listening to Spotify for so long. I'm all over the board. Um, I, I also, I'll just give you a. I'll give you a favorite. A you know, favorite band. I'll say John Prine's my all-time favorite. You probably guys probably don't know who that is. I don't call him a folk singer. He, he passed away this year. He, he was great. I kind of grew up with him. Um, mm -hmm. Just his music. Um, uh, and I like the Foo Fighters. And um, oh, wow. and I'll tell you, there's somebody y'all may have heard of. And I was a, I was I've, a I've heard of the Foo Fighters. I've yeah, seen well, there's music. another fellow from England that was is is was and my still is. Uh, uh, um my, one of my all-time favorite albums of, of my whole life is called a, a Friend of Mine is Going Blind. It's by a guy named John Dawson Reed. I don't know. He lives in England. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. Um, he, he's a great singer-songwriter, and that album is uh, mm -hmm. filled with good good, good music. So I can go, mm -hmm. you, know, I, you know, guys, I can go either way. I can go, I can go folk, you know, then I can, I can go headbang, too. I can I can I can crank up rock. Dave I can crank up Dave Grohl and rock out you know even at my age. so so do you do you play any instruments then if since you've got quite a good, strong guitar based I play music. I play guitar do, yeah I can play do, guitar we used to play a lot I don't know, I haven't played it in, you know, I haven't played it seriously in years but uh, mm. uh you know I don't know I wasn't wasn't terrible wasn't great just a you know self taught you know. Self-taught guitar player as a teenager, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, carrying it over. We had a couple, cool. couple little groups in college that used to get together and sing and play, but uh, nothing serious. I'm not making an album. I'm not making a living singing. So we see how that went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a living yeah. pumping gas. <laughs> well, you're, you're making a living, so that's a good thing. Yeah, right? I'm making a living. What do they call that? Mm -hmm. The I'm introducing fossil fuels into uh, internal combustion <laughs> uh, engines. <laughs> it's, it's the circle of life, you know. They they started off on the ground and in the air. That's where they're going back. So everyone, I wouldn't say everyone's a winner, but certainly that's where. Oh, I know. It's uh, no, so I'm, I'm happy with what I do. Yeah, gonna, for sure. You put, you put a couple, two or three kids through college and put one through college mm -hmm. now and. Uh, well, you go in every day. You get to see people. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy. I'm not a, I'm not a good salesman. If I had to go out and be in sales, I'd starve to death. But I am a good concierge. If you, if you mm -hmm. have a problem, I can, I can solve it for you. I can do that. And that's that's what a we good do. skill that's to what have. Yeah. It's a good skill to have. That's what we do. Right then. So I about time to wrap up the, the formalities of the interview. Um, Steve, can we trouble you to stay on for the pub club afterwards? I'd love to. What's Excellent. the pub club? So the pub club, for, for people that um, haven't seen the show before, we open up the, the chat to, well, the, you know, the live stream to people to come on, ask you questions, join in, 
Um, and just generally chill out and have a chat. Yeah, I'd love to. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so let's. Uh, I'll, I'll close up the shop for the minute. Um, we have a little sort of intermission, about two minute intermission, so we can you know, go and visit the uh, the little boys' room, um, and then and then we'll come back and yeah, get so, stuck in and get people in, ask you some questions. All right, so, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go yeah. check downstairs, check on the family, and I'll be right back. Nice. Okay. So first of all. Would like to thank you for coming on. Um, he's off. <laughs> oh well, so we'll wrap it up anyway, and, and then we'll come back to it in a minute. So yeah, um, thanks Steve for coming on. Uh, go check out his uh, social platforms, uh, the Owl's Nest Barbecue. Uh, you'll be able to see his show, YouTube, uh, Facebook stuff. Go and check him out on there. Uh, so yeah, that's it for this week. Remember, if you're watching live, stick around for the pub club. Uh, jump in, join in, ask questions, chill out, have a chat, have a drink. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. If you don't watch this live, um, you can find us on the podcast. So we're podcasting on all of the platforms where you find your podcasts. We've also got Facebook group and Facebook page. Go check that out. Um trying to build the big uh, community offer some different you know, deals and different content share your content youtube channels facebook instagram all of those things jump in the group share and uh yeah we're all support each other if you have any interest in becoming a guest on the show please email guest at barbecuetalks.com that's bbqtalks.com and then uh obviously if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications for upcoming videos or reviews and new shows. Um, check out my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Smoking Cues. Check out Ryan's Instagram, Ryan underscore G's underscore barbecue dot stuff. And check out his YouTube, Ryan G's barbecue and stuff. And that is that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, don't forget, Pub Club is now open. See you in about two minutes' time.
enjoyed, everybody. Welcome back. Let's get the link in the chat for people to jump on in and say hello. There we go. So the link's in the chat, guys, if you want to come on in and ask Steve some questions or just generally chill out, have a drink. Uh, the link's in there. Come on, join us. I'm here. Anything, anything anybody wants to know about the United States? <laughs> What's your favorite cook, Steve? That's something I forgot to ask. My favorite what? Favorite thing to cook. Oh, brisket. Hands down. Yeah? I love it. Nothing about a brisket I don't love. I love to cook them. What do you eat it with? Just on its own, or obviously not on its own, but you know what? What do you uh, tend to have it with? You? What side dishes do you have with it? Oh gosh, um, st standard stuff. Um, macaroni and cheese. I've just recently got into cooking macaroni and cheese on the smoker. You know, smoked mac, mac and cheese. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm a, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of different. I, I like vegetables. I like to I like broccoli and I like a broccoli cauliflower medley. You know, with a little butter, yeah. with a little butter, lemon juice next to it. Um, here's a, here's that, the thing: have you tried? Have you tried roasting broccoli? I'm new to this. No, I haven't. And I want to. I, I've, I've never. I have not done any. You know, guys, I'm not a. I'm not a, a chef or a cook. Um, you know, before I got into barbecue, I didn't even. You know how a lot of guys are. You know, king of the grill. You know, at, at the house. You know, I make the best steak. I was never one of those guys. I, uh, you know, if, if we had steaks, uh, if Barbara said, I'll cook them, I said, that's fine. You know, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, just put some food on the table. I'm good. And uh, I, I'm, I just don't, I'm just now, I'm just now starting to experiment with other, other types of food on the grill and uh, the macaroni. And i tell you what, I'm, I, I, I have found something that I'm a big fan of, and that's a meatloaf on the smoker. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've tried I've that yet. Tried that. that is no, one yeah. thing I haven't done. This oh, is meat. I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's, it's easy. If you Google, I, I guess if y'all Google stuff over there, you get the same results we do, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the first. If you just Google easy meatloaf recipe. It's the first one that pops up. And uh, it takes, literally, it takes five minutes to prepare it. You put it in the smoker at 350 for one hour, and you're ready to eat. And it is delicious. I'm a real fan mm -hmm. of that right now. I have to give that a crack. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Uh, it's cheap. You know, pound and a, you use a pound and a half of hamburger. Yeah. yeah. Kent says out of the uh, 100 plus shows that uh, CJ and himself have done, last night's show was uh, in the top three of oh all gosh. time, if number one. Oh my God. If not number one. There you go. I don't know. I don't know what that says about CJ's show. <laughs> if I'm without three. <laughs> I, 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 it's nice of him to say that. 
appreciate that. I've yet to catch it. I've always told people I'm a better I'm a better guest than I am host. <laughs> I really am. I should have somebody host my show and interview me and the other guests that we have on. See what I'm saying? We ought to have like a an intermediary. <laughs> intermediary. That, that's a, that might be a concept I have to work on. That might work. You know, I could be like the, the a familiar idea, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we last week. <laughs> I, might, I might have to do so, that. Yeah. yeah. We okay. had Charlie and Lex host the show last week, and we, we were the uh, the interviewees instead of the interviewers. Oh, so, wow. um, a real spin. I think I'm more comfortable with an interviewer than an interviewee. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had a person um, hijack the show? hijack your show when you're interviewing them that they are just totally i mean they're just um they, they it's like they're not listening to you and then they start to they start asking you questions or they'll start saying stuff like well your next question is going to be and, it, and it's just crazy it's just crazy we, we have uh, one we'll be lucky you reckon yeah I, I think we probably had at least one I don't think hijacked it too much. I think sort of gone off on rather long and winded, one long-winded tangent. Mm -hmm. mm. Someone, someone like Renee Oxley Loop, she doesn't hijack the show. She is so interesting that you want to, you don't want to miss anything she's saying. So you'll just sit there mm. and listen to her. And uh, if she takes a breath, you'll say. Uh, you know, you'll try to get in a question or maybe guide her in another direction. But uh, she is, uh, she is, she's just one of my favorite interviews. She is so good. She's smart, man. She, she knows barbecue. She knows food. Mm -hmm. um, she's a good business person. She's a, she's the real deal. You know, it's yeah. funny. She, she, you know, she was on barbecue pitmasters and um, she made the finals of uh, both of those seasons. And, uh, you know, and, and, and lost in the, in the season finale uh, to two different people and, and doing whole hogs. And uh, she, she uh, one of the episodes was she cooked against Rub Bagby. Do you know who Rub is? Rub Bagby Swamp Boys? No. Have you, you, know, you haven't crossed his path yet. He's a really neat guy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, su super nice. So he cooked out, 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 of, out of Winter Haven, Florida. Um, he's a, a Florida mm -hmm. barbecue association team, several uh, team, multi team of the year. He's a teacher, um, a really interesting person. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they did, he was on a barbecue pit masters and he was up, up against Lene. And one of the things they had to cook was barbecued meatloaf. And uh, Lene beat him in that, in that she won that competition against Rub and um, I think it was Tommy. Um, Oh, what's a guy named from Virginia? But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that when I was going, when I went to Rub's class, he had it at a campground. Um, mm -hmm. Rub's so cheap, you won't, you won't get him. You know, he won't get a nice room, a conference room, in a motel or something. You know, he he gets a campground where he doesn't have to pay for it, and he you know he sleeps in his trailer. So so I'm walking down the path to the uh, area where he's set up, and. Um, and I'm looking for, you know, rub bag because he's a pretty popular, famous guy. And, um, and, uh, he said, I said, um, 
is this, uh, I, I said something like, oh, is this, is this where the barbecue class is going to be? And he's, he's kind of, a, you know, he's kind of a funny, smart alecky guy. And he goes, well, I sure hope it is. Or, you know, said something like, I hope it is. Or, you know, we're wasting a lot of time or something like that. And then, uh, and then I made a crack about it. I, I, think, I think it said something like, um, well, I just hope we don't. I, I said, well, I hope we don't have to learn about meatloaf because apparently you're not very good at that. And he knew exactly what I was talking about then when we maybe so that kind of shut him up for a little bit. You know, he was, <laughs> and then he launches into this big diatribe about that uh, episode on Barbecue Pitmasters when he got beat. He was he'd making all the excuses. You know, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And he just got out cooked by the night. That's a funny. That was a that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I you can probably tell I love barbecue television. Yeah, I, yeah, I love, oh. I love it. You know, a lot of people don't like it. I, anything, you know, anything barbecue related, I'm, I'm all over. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I've got almost every barbecue uh, pitmaster episode memorized. Um, I just watched them so many times. Uh, you know, the, uh, of course, the, the Netflix series that are on now. Uh, mm-hmm. All the, the little weird ones. I've got the, um, I've got all the DVDs. Of uh, John Marcus used to do. Uh, he did a couple of uh, barbecue series before Barbecue Pitmasters that didn't make it big. You know, they they were aired, right. but they weren't big like Barbecue Pitmasters. Where I've got those on DVDs, uh, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. who the star of those were were Doctor Barbecue <clears throat> Ray Landy. He was the he was the big dog in those. He was the man to beat. So that's uh, that's, well, that's kind that's of a- interesting. He would be, yeah, yeah, definitely. He would be a, Ray is a, Ray is a good guest. If you can get Dr. Barbecue, he would probably do. He comes, he comes there every year to that. Um, um, that it's festival. a barbecue festival in London. Yeah. yeah. He comes to that all the time. So he would probably mm-hmm. really like to talk to, to you guys. He's a, he's a, he's a very accessible fellow. Nice guy. Reach out and try and get well, him. I, I think mm-hmm. once this COVID thing disappears, I think, um, we might do a few little um, sort of meets, go out and do like barbecue talks on the on the road. Mm. Me and Ryan, I might go and uh, you know, visit this little the one in London and and do stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Just another angle that we can do. Yeah, definitely. I did a show. Get to meet a load of like like minded people as well, don't you? Yeah. I did a show from the uh, Jack a couple of years ago, the Jack Daniels Championship. Mm. I interviewed uh, Tuffy Stone. We did a show from there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No uh, way. That was kind of neat. Uh, it's fun. It's fun going out on the road. You gotta have the right. You know, you gotta have the right stuff, right equipment to broadcast with. But it's not. It's not hard to. Uh, if you if you go out there, the simpler the better. You know, don't take a lot of yeah. stuff. Just, just do it as simple as you can. Hmm. I was watching a program the other day. Um, what was it? It's two guys. Bobby Flay and someone else. Da, 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 da. Michael Simon. That's the one. Uh, so they—they. Bar- they, that's it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. But uh, Tuffy Stone's been around for quite a long time, and he was on on that show sure as a contestant. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got the impression that he wasn't like a. a a reasonably big name although you know i've seen him plenty of times in pit masters for example um 
yeah, he was just in cooking and they were sort of referring to him as just a normal, you know, chef, but he's he's clearly not. <laughs> he's quite a big thing, isn't he? Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, most of the, you know, most of the people that watch those shows don't 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 know these people. You know, we're just we're just junkies and groupies. So we know who they yeah. are. And uh, that was the one where um oh gosh. This is embarrassing. Um the girl that won it. Oh, my memory. Don't get old, fellas. Oh, I, um, hold on. I've had, I've had her on the show twice. She is a really good interview, too. Um, bum, bum, bum. I've got her. Not Diva. No, Diva Q? No, no, Did she not. win one? No, it's, it's, it's uh, the woman that does not. Uh, she's got like a website, isn't she? Real girl. Not Robin Linda. No, it's um. Oh God, I can't. Hey, hey, Grill, something like that. I can't remember. No, what it was. that's not. No, that's not her. Hey, Grill. No. No, that's not her. It's um. Oh gosh, somebody help me out. Somebody's watching. <laughs> Guys, I've had her on the show. I've had her on the show twice. Isn't that awful? But anyway, she uh, she's a great interview. She's mm -hmm. very very. Uh, very smart. She owns a restaurant down in uh, uh, oh, Lee Ann Whippen. That's it, Lee Ann. Uh, uh, she, she won that. She has a restaurant down in Florida in the St. Pete area. And uh, she was on Barbecue Pitmaster several times. Um, was she? Yeah, she sure was. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it wasn't the, the one that has the. No, you're thinking, yeah, you're, you're the, thinking Robin the blonde. Lind the, yeah, Robin Lindars. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah, no, she did the one that won it. Is um, yeah, she was on Pitmasters quite a few times. Mm -hmm. um, blonde hair, sort of, you know, long blonde hair mm -hmm. woman. I remember real, now. Real attractive. <laughs> uh, that 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 barbecue brawl series. I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it was funny. Problem that, is for the UK. Uh, you know, Tuffy got you know he didn't you know he got bumped pretty early. Uh, Kerry yeah, Brinkley from Nashville, he was on that show. He got bumped pretty early. Lene uh, mm. made it pretty, she made it pretty far down the, uh, she made yeah. it pretty far down the, uh, um, uh, down the, the tournament bracket. Uh, hey Girl, Hey. Um, I see. Of course, she was in the finals with with uh, Leanne. Um, yeah, she was, yeah. But I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed that. I liked how Leanne mm. took I'd over. Was telling Bobby Flay what to do. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's a good. It was a good series. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Um, I hope they do it again. And then some of the, yeah, definitely. I mean, they've the some of the new Netflix ones that they've released recently, like the Chef's Table. That's been awesome. I mean, um, watching the stuff from Snow's Barbecue. Mm -hmm. That wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. She, Tootsie she, just like she just knocks you back, and it's just and, like wow. And you know what I, what I liked about it was it hers with all of them was the uh, they dealt with the personal side of their their journey too. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. You know, because you know, so often uh, you know barbecue. You know, one of the time barbecue for me is uh, just a, such a stress relief. You know, I'll, mm. sometimes at work, you know, I'll like I say I'll go early and put something on just to cook it. Just that I don't, because I don't want to deal. I want to have something during the day to take my mind off, you know, of work 
and yeah. uh, you know the day-to-day you know grind you know something different just if it's five minutes or i can go out there and just you know spritz it take it you know take the temperature and look at it and you know that just mm. that, that that eases my mind and uh, yeah and, and everybody's got different ways that they they uh, ease their mind but uh well that you know for me that that's it and i, I enjoy that mm. i mean i've the, the only thing that annoy, annoys me in the uk with uh like there's there's not enough barbecue programs mm-hmm. so I, I i tend to you know hunt the stuff down that's uh available on the internet you know i've got you know barbecue barbecue brawl um barbecue pit wars pit masters mm-hmm. um i've got a copy of barbecue with franklin so you know he did his mm. stuff for pbs yeah i've got a copy of that that's that's quite good quite um informative um I, I, bought his, quite a good uh, I bought rundown. his. I bought his brisket masterclass. So yeah, I've I've got a copy of the masterclass as well. Yeah, uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That yeah, good. definitely. Mm. I didn't you gives know, you some good insights on onto how he how he does things. Yeah, yeah it's it's almost you know it's almost overboard. Uh, mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, how much you know, sixteen episodes for a brisket? Come on, man. But. Uh, but, yeah. but Aaron, but Aaron Franklin is so entertaining, I think, because he's so serene. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a really good interview. I've never interviewed him. Uh, Greg Rempe's interviewed him, I think, two or three times, and uh, he's always mm-hmm. he's always real good. Um, yeah, he's he's, a, he's, a, he's very entertaining. I, I've asked him to mm-hmm. I've asked him twice to come on the show, and uh, you don't you don't get to talk to him. At least I don't get to talk to him. You got to go through a a person and the person mm-hmm. yeah the person of course said that we're just not interested in you right now mr ray <laughs> that's okay well, someday, he will be. someday he'll need me mm-hmm. someday sales sure. someday yeah. sales will go down he'll look out that window and there won't be a line he'll go i should have mm-hmm. talked to steve ray he'll <laughs> <laughs> have his little book of yeah should have would have could have what's that guy's in, Ch- in chattanooga what's his number get him on the phone no Completely agree. That's funny. That's funny. You know, Tennessee has got. Gosh, we're we're becoming the barbecue capital of the world. Our our little state. You know, Kansas City is always thought to be the the barbecue capital, but I tell you what, Nashville is just blowing up with barbecue. Our whole state is just. You know, barbecue. The barbecue business is on fire. Every, every seems like every mm. about one out of every five restaurants that open up is a barbecue restaurant. Mm. And um, we've got a uh, 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 Jim and Nick's uh, opened up here. And you know that fellow in um, uh, Nick Palakis, the fellow that helped Rodney Scott open up that restaurant in Charleston. That's the yeah. Nick. Mm. That's the Nick from Jim and Nick's. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, and uh, he's a, he's quite a success story in his own right. Him and his father mm-hmm. uh, started that chain, Jim and Nick's uh, Barbecue Restaurants. So he, mm. uh, he, he, if you're gonna hook up with somebody, he'd be the guy to hook up with. You know, Roddy was Roddy's very fortunate to uh, hook up with that guy. That that guy, you know, read his story. That um, mm. he was really, really, really. He's very fortunate to have hooked up with him. 
on that chef's table barbecue thing, a lot of the stories are really personal. You know, the, the yeah. are, they they do focus down on the, the the stories of the the cooks and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's what made it such a riveting watch. Rather than it just being barbecue, 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 it 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 sort of spanned the story of, you know, what brought them to where they are now. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly give you a, a really good insight of of the person behind the barbecue, mm. which is yeah. I mean, I I certainly enjoyed it. I mean, um, yeah, the Rodney one. I I sort of felt on a personal level, I could sort of you know relate to that you know some of the stuff that he was you know, he went through mm-hmm. but yeah you know it's just it's one of those i think it's it's very clever way of keeping people interested whereas well, if you're just talking talking barbecue food constantly people just get turned you know obviously we wouldn't but they're trying to market it to sort of you know weekend warriors or you know just the occasional barbecue cook that fancies or you know, even someone that just likes cooking that kind of program they're trying to market to a, a massive audience right mm-hmm. um and i think i think they did a reasonably good job of keeping everybody entertained i mean i certainly i, I binge binged watched a whole lot the only one i didn't find massively entertaining was the steak one um I like the way he, you know he, he cooked his you know, everything was cooked over live fire no sort of gas nothing everything was caveman style in effect yeah that that was interesting but it yeah I, I, it just didn't do it for me like the other two well two out of the four episodes the yeah. um the fourth one the one where they were where were they in mexico not mexico yeah that that I, a completely different culture thing and and it, it was really interesting um, I found that very, I obviously found that very enjoyable um yeah definitely you know, i think those, those people the, the people there are, are they're it's such a beautiful people they're so mm. down to earth and they uh and they, you saw the way they put their food together everything is yeah you know everything definitely. starts with a molecule it seems like uh, you know we're so used to yeah. you know we're so used to going to the grocery store and, and buying a 15 pack of burrito wraps you know and they're they're 15 you know they're you know they're pounding it out in one of those little bowls yeah where, you know they're you know, yeah definitely you know, out of the corn yeah definitely. yeah you gotta watch it grow um uh, I, that's, I, that's I what they them. i enjoyed them i really did yeah really in fact, actually, I did it, yeah. I was going to say I enjoyed two out of the four, but no, I didn't. I enjoyed three and a half out of the four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that whole series, was, Chef's, was, Chef's Table, is, yeah. is great. I mean, all of them. I mean, you go back and watch them. You know, it's like watching um, Anthony, all the different shows Anthony Bourdain did. Uh, they're mm-hmm. all good. They're all good. You know, he had such a talent for uh, recognizing unusual things that that mm. you know and he did such a good job of explaining uh i really miss him you know that's that, that's one you know that's one celebrity death um that it it, it affected believe it or not it affected me for some reason i felt when i when i read that when, the, when i opened up the when i opened up the, the news the news that morning and i saw that i it, i went oh no i mean i was really it was like a family member had passed away 
not a real mm-hmm. close one, but it was like, you know, an aunt or an uncle down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, you know, and I, and I tried to find all the information I could, you know, hoping it wasn't true. Uh, and because uh, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his uh, his work. Uh, all of them. I like to go back and watch the old ones when he first started. And, the, and where he ended mm-hmm. up, and where he ended is he, his personal journey through his professional journey, rather, of doing what he did. He got, you know, he was good when he started, and he got so much better as the years went on. And um, I don't know what kind of demons haunted him, but uh, I know he had them. But uh, mm. his 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 work speaks for itself. He was uh, those those shows were great. And I'll tell you another another uh, one I've been watching, uh, just food related, is uh, Gordon Ramsay's uh, show on Discovery. Have you caught that yet? His little which one are we talking about? It's, it's not. Oh God, what's the name of it? Gordon Ramsay. He's out like in, in, the, in the, they take him. These, it's it's kind of like a like a, an Anthony Bourdain type of thing, but um, but but Gordon Ramsay's a little he's a little goofier, you know. He's he's it's more about it's more about Gordon Ramsay, which I what I liked about is it. Is it it's Uncharted one? Yes, that's it. Gordon yeah. Ramsay Uncharted. Yeah, yeah that's it. I, I, funnily enough, I started watching those today. Um, mm-hmm. I watched. Uh, where which which one did I watch? I think I watched three or four of them. Um, Peru. I watched the one in Peru where he uh, he's climbing up all the mountains. Yeah. Um, is that that's the one? That's the one where he goes to those people's house and the guinea pigs are running around. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's and, the uh, one. and you look and, um, and, you, and you look and you say, "Oh, these guinea pigs are really cute." And then the next scene, they're on a stick over a fire. <laughs> <laughs> they eat them. <laughs> yeah. The, the food runs around um, in the house, and it's like you know, it's like the personal yeah. fruit basket. They just go, "There's a good one." Wham! Yeah. You know, you'll guinea, you'll guinea. do. Yeah, yeah you can get it big. You know, like ugh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, South African one. South African one actually made me want to try making some of that some of the food that they. Uh, um, he was it, it was um, he was he was doing he was cooking for uh, one of the Zulu chiefs, and f- fucking hell, some of the stuff they were coming up with and and, and the ideas they were doing it looked incredible. I mean, and and so, some of the stuff like that he went to the market to go and get the spices, and this woman, um, had, it was like a, a South African um indian cross market where they you know had different spices and she made him try one of these uh uh chili powders that was named the um oh, the mother-in-law killer or something yeah, like that the, the nuclear option <laughs> something like that, yeah. Yeah. She, she made she made him taste this this uh chili powder and he, he's going like that Fucking hell, this is boiling. I can't, I can't yeah. feel my mouth. She, he's like, I, I, you know, I need these taste buds for work. <laughs> but he, he's quite, he's quite the entertainer. Really quite... I know we love, we yeah, love, a... we love Master Chef at our house. Um, it's a mm. shame they didn't do it this year. Um, well, I, I mean, get, I really get into that. <clears throat> the one I, I really like is the. Uh, I don't think it's it's over in the states. Is um, George uh, is, is Gordon Ramsay, Gino DeCampo, and Fred. Uh, I can't remember his surname. He's a French guy that he's like the head of house thing at restaurants, mm-hmm. and they do like a little road trip around the world. They've done two seasons of that, and that is like 
hilarious. The funniest, funniest cooking show I've ever watched. And it's, it's probably down to the crazy Italian that makes his own wine, uh, Gino's Vino. And they just, <laughs> like Gordon, Gordon basically throws it up in a bucket because it's absolutely vile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one to go, it's definitely one to hunt out and, yeah. and have a watch. It's hilarious. In, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, get it. Um, not very highbrow, is it? Gino's Dino. Put put back put back on my list to watch again because it's, it's just awesome. He's a, he's a pretty highbrow chef though, Gino DeCampo. He's um, yeah. he's pretty big, but like obviously compared to Gordon Ramsay, you know what I mean. Gordon Ramsay's Gordon Ramsay, but this guy, my God, he's he's just a crazy Italian dude. They they just go off in his camper van do all sorts of like the, the second series. They go out to America. They hire this sort of like. It looks like a Hummer, but it's a camper van. They have it for about four miles, and then they have to get it towed away because they just crashed it. Crashed it, didn't he? Yeah. They they ended up getting it replaced, and it was hilarious. And then Gino DeCampo later on in the series drives like they they go out into the um, into the desert and they're like sort of racing big um, sort of sand buggies. And he just he, he goes over a jump and then sticks this bloody sand buggy underneath the um the big camper van. He literally just drives straight into the side of it. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and then they and then they make like yeah, they sit there, they'll stop and then they'll go fishing and you know, they'll have a good laugh and then cook food. So it's a food programme as well as just like comedy. So it's just yeah, good fun. Yeah, anytime they so, anytime they can interject, you know, something other than food yeah. into him. That's what I used to like about the Anthony Bourdain ones. They they he was he uh, you know, golly, he made he made him so interesting that mm. uh, it, it was it was just it was incredible. The yeah. uh, I remember the one where he went to Spain, um, and they were talking about bullfighting, and uh, mm. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, they, he went. He went somewhere, and um, he was. He was. Um, uh, they, they went to a private residence where this great bullfighter had a, a practice ring set up, and they actually they went out there and they actually killed a bull and showed it on. They showed it on. Um, they showed it on the show, and mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain. He says, "Well, you know, I don't know if this is right or wrong." Uh, you know, you we're gonna let you decide. But and then the next the next scene was a uh, bowl of stew on the uh, on the uh, stove. He said, "But it sure makes good stew." <laughs> so they, he knew what he, he knew what to do with that. Uh, he knew what to do with that bowl. So that was that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Man, was, you see the animal. Fun. Fun. Okay, real Dutchies. Dutchie's just reminded me that um, in the American series they go and visit a um, a shop. It's, not, uh, it's like a rest, like sort of a restaurant that they infuse everything with um, cannabis oil or like um, CBD uh-huh. or THC, um, and they get the Italian. The Italian guy just he gets absolutely off his face. <laughs> 
And he's just he's just constantly nibbling all of these little bits of food. It's just stoned out of his mind. Oh, you know, I just figured out how to do something here, and I can't. And I can't believe I just now figured this out. Y'all, y'all can't see what I'm doing, but I'm. Uh... Oh, we can. We can. <laughs> you can. You can. Yeah. Oh. oh, you can. Okay. What? A, what? A, I, I can't believe I just figured this out. This is great. Next time I. Uh do this stream, I'll, I'll know how to do this. Okay. See, my viewers, when, my, when, my, when I'm doing it on mine, on my end, they can only see me. They can't see you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so let's have learned something today. I, I can make this work. Well, that's good. Okay. You see, every every day, you have to learn something new. That's, that's 100% true. Yeah. I totally agree with you. That. You never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Well, those i'm gonna to have to go yeah no that's fair to, enough i gotta make some dinner and uh my my fair child enough. is at work but she'll be home about eight o'clock i better have something ready for her and uh I have to go down and spend some time with the wife who's watching a murder mystery i'm sure mm-hmm. and, uh, life in the united states it's been really, really nice talking to you. Yeah, man. it was. Well, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll get you guys on. Um, I'll get you guys on on my show in a couple of weeks if that's okay. Happily. Yeah. Uh, have y'all got Skype? Have you got Skype capability? Sure do. Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's what I like to use. So that'll work good. What sort? Of, what What time do you um, normally do your show? Uh, seven o'clock. So that's what time? That's uh, one o'clock here. No, or what's that? Midnight, your time? One or two, one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know what we could do? We could record it. I can do. Yeah. I can do a regular show and just hit the record button, and uh, maybe play it. I'll figure out how to do that. Okay. okay. Guys. All right. There's yeah, all. There's all we, I got all. I got all kinds of options. We got all kinds of options. It's always good to have options. Absolutely. Mm. All right, fellas. Good talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been uh, I hope we play I hope we play big. I hope we play big in the UK. Hope so. I feel like I feel like the uh, opposite of the Beatles. I'm big in I'm big big in the UK now. (laughs) You're 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 over here, that's for sure. That's um Hi guys, talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye bye. Steve. Thanks. Everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. How cool is that? The barbecue talk show in the UK. We got to run. I got to cook some dinner. See you guys tomorrow at the Midnight Oil in Ottawa and the Owls Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Sh